get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. And BK broadcasting from the Car Shield Studio on 101 ESPN. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. With Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. Excited to go out to the Brownie and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Jeremy Rutherford joining us here on 101 ESPN. He's the Blues Insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. Had a great piece earlier today on The Athletic about the Blues projected lineup for 2023-2024. JR, how you doing today, man? Doing well, both you guys. How you doing? All three of you. Doing very well. So let's dive into this piece that you put up because I found it really interesting. You put together a look at the 2023-2024 St. Louis Blues. And you were looking at, okay, if the team as currently constructed were taking the ice then, and you're not projecting free agent signings in terms of external improvements, you're just looking at the current roster plus the current prospects, who would be on that roster? It surprised me, JR, how many current players you had on that team. So Jaden Schwartz was on there still, Ryan O'Reilly, Vladimir Tarasenko. You had them uh, with Justin Falk still on the roster, Colton Pareko, uh, according to this, would have re-signed. Do you think the Blues are going to kind of try to keep this gang together for the foreseeable future based on this? Yeah, that's a good question. I think part of that was because uh, the guideline that I had is that if you had a contract that goes through the 23-24 season, then we had to keep you on the roster. And so that was uh, four of the guys, I believe, with uh, Shen and Falk and, and a couple more. And then you can kind of play with it and uh, and predict uh, who might resign in terms of free agents the Blues have uh, that will be need, need to be resigned prior to 23-24. And so I, I do feel like Jaden Schwartz is a guy that they'll try to uh, re-sign. Jordan Bennington is a guy that if he plays well uh, this season, he's a guy that could still be in the fold. So I do think that you see a lot of names, a lot of names that are on this current roster. Uh, what this project didn't allow is for me to uh, make any trades, for me to go out and sign any outside free agents or any buyouts. And so I think that's why there's a lot of similarities. I do think, uh, BK, by the time we get to 23, 24, you're still going to see four, five, six, seven of these guys uh, that we're talking about. But certainly uh, the roster won't look completely like I have it uh, in the article today. Now, JR, the one thing um, that is going to happen that could change a lot of things is the expansion draft. Seattle Kraken coming into the league uh, after this next season. And the Blues, let's be honest, the depth that they have 
is a blessing, but it's also a curse at the same time because you really hate to not be able to protect, well, all of your players, but that's just not going to be the case. In your opinion, as that expansion draft gets closer and closer, who are some of the guys that you just think they might be at risk of being exposed? Not necessarily picked up or moved, but certainly maybe doesn't make the final cut of that short list. Yeah, when we started doing these uh, Seattle mock draft uh, protection lists a couple years ago, it just seemed so far away that uh, things were going to be entirely different by the time you had to put together the official uh, mock uh, list. But I I think that now we're close enough that you can start to see uh, who's here, who's gone. Of course, Alex Petrangelo gone, uh, Tory Krug here. So you look at the format, and and the Blues likely, like a lot of other teams, guys are going to protect probably seven forwards. Uh, 3D and the goalie and you look at the 3D now and it's a situation that sets up where you're going to protect uh, Tory Krug uh, you're going to protect uh, Colton Pareko and I would think that the Blues once they get Vince Dunn signed would protect him that would leave Justin Falk uh, vulnerable exposed and perhaps uh, the thinking there is that uh, Seattle wouldn't take on that big contract you guys have talked about it for the past couple weeks and months you know, if he plays well, could he play his way into a situation where they do protect him? You know, I do think that that's possible, uh, but I know how much they like Vince Dunn and want to get him re-signed and keep him in the fold. So that's the story on defense up front. Nobody wants to hear this again, but I do think that uh, David Perron could be a guy uh, who gets exposed again. Of course, the Blues lost him to Vegas, and he came back for that third time. Storybook uh, finish wins the Stanley Cup. Uh, but he'll be 34 years old, and he has just one year left on his contract. So do you protect him and then lose a guy like a Jordan Cairo or someone else who has a long, bright uh, future? Uh, potentially, but I think uh, Perron is a guy who could be in jeopardy. JR, would you just leave David Perron alone, please? I mean, all the, the guy just wants to play in St. Louis. Could you guys just leave him alone, please? It is wild to me. He's, My gosh. Every, everything he's ever done has said, I just want to play for the Blues. And yet he always ends up playing elsewhere. You know what's uh, what's funny about this? Uh, you know, Funny, probably not the right word, but honestly – 18 years or so of covering this team and he might be my favorite player to deal with. I mean, he's just so personable, calls you back, asks him questions, gives great insight, always there to help. And uh, believe me, every time I mention his name with this expansion draft or write an article about, you know, how things could go, it, it really does, uh, you know, to be honest, uh, kind of pain you to mention his name. All right, JR, you mentioned Vince Dunn earlier and so i've got a big question mark around vince dunn right now couple things one he hasn't signed his qualifying offer as of yet and you and i both know that there's really no strategy at this point he's not going to sit out as it sits the blue line is stacked with good players and potentially good players you don't want to let those guys start to eat before you get to the dinner table so you've got to get that contract signed where are we on that negotiation and is he a guy of the future? Could a Scott Perunovic or a Mikola or one of those guys jump ahead of him? I know Perunovic will be exempt because he won't have enough years, uh, but still, you have to wonder. Yeah, I think there's two things happening here. First of all, Akash, if I've heard Doug Armstrong say it uh, one time, it's been a million times, is that it's a deadline league. And I've heard other general managers talk about uh, their restricted free agents around the league. There, there's just no deadline right now until they play. So, you know, uh, this is kind of like August with a with a restricted free agent, and there was no arbitration. He didn't have arbitration rights, so there was no case there. And so now the two sides, they know where each other stand. Doug Armstrong told me that a couple weeks ago. 
and it just takes a phone call. But, you know, the phone call doesn't need to happen today or tomorrow. So while Yeah, but Jerry, here's my thoughts on this, okay? I've been in this situation as the player, and I'm looking at it right now. I want to pick up the phone and call Vince Dunn and help him out here, okay? Because I see what's happening in front of him. I see this blue line getting stronger and better and guys that are buying into it. And right now, unfortunately, even though it's just a business thing, Vince Dunn looks like he's on the outside looking in. And if I'm Craig Berube, I'm looking there going, he has no leverage. Why not just sign this deal? Get back to town. Start working out and start doing your thing. Because as quickly as you're a prospect, you become suspect. And then they move on from you. It's just puzzling. Right. And it's it's a very fair point. But I think two things. Uh, I, I think uh... – Vince Dunn is an established guy in the league. He knows where he stands with the Blues. Yes, uh, Perinovic and Mikola are coming. They're not there yet. They need to show that they can play in the NHL. Vince Dunn knows the Blues look to him as a guy who can play uh, in their future. And, and Riv, the thing here is, even if he signs tomorrow, you, you call Vince, hey, sign this thing, he signs. I can't imagine it's going to be more than a one-year deal. This is a guy who uh, has won a Stanley Cup, and according to his contract, should have had arbitration rights yeah. oh, after boy. this past season. And, and that was a snafu with his prior agent. And so now he's sitting in a situation where he doesn't have arbitration rights. And with the cap not going up, if you're Vince Dunn, why would you want to sign for three or four years? So you can make yourself part of the future for the next four years by signing tomorrow, but it's not going to be worth it financially for him. I think this is a situation that plays out where it takes a few more weeks, maybe even right up to the report for training camp uh, for the Vince Dunn contract to get done, and I can't see it being more than a year. Well, JR, the way it sits right now, Vince Dunn can just sign the contract tomorrow, and it's only a year. That's the qualifying offer is a year. If the Blues are offering more than a year, that's one thing, but the qualifier to which they had to keep his rights is based off a one-year deal. So if I'm sitting here again, I'm looking back at Vince Dunn going, sign the dang qualifier and get to be part of this team and move forward. After next year, you get the leverage, and that's when maybe, maybe at that point, you get the deal you're looking for. Right, Rib, but perhaps he's holding out hope that he can, you know, get closer to camp. The Blues really need him, and he gets more than yeah. what they Well, that's just, he's getting bad advice, yeah. JR. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> We're talking to Jeremy Rutherford, Blues Insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. Give him a follow on Twitter at JP Rutherford. JR, the last thing that I wanted to ask you about today was uh, kind of related to this piece that you put out. And as I'm looking at the free agency decisions that the Blues are going to have to make after the season, Bennington, Dunn, Schwartz, all going to be free agents after the year, uh, unrestricted free agents. Thomas is a restricted free agent. I know that's a little bit different for them. And then Pareko is going to come up after 2022. Aren't they going to have to start making some decisions kind of the way that they did with Petro? I mean, I, I understand they would love to bring back all of these guys and have them all signed long-term, but this is the price of winning and the blues did a little bit of that here pretty recently. And so I, I just have a hard time believing you're going to be able to, for instance, bring back Schwartz and then the following off season with the demon that they currently have also then be able to re-sign long-term Colton Pareko. Yeah, BK, what the curveball was here is that uh, not many people, if any, expected Tory Krug to be the plan B. And so you felt like if you didn't sign Alex Petrangelo that you're going to have some uh, room, some fudge room the next couple of years to be able to sign some of these guys. Because you're right, you know, Pareko's goes up in a couple of years. Uh, Schwartz next year, Thomas for sure is a guy they'll want to bring back. Uh, they're they're going to have to find the room or cut bait with one of those guys, and a lot of that has to do with uh, bringing Krug in and instead of paying Alex Petrangelo eight times eight. Uh, you're still paying uh, Tory Krug 6.5 uh, 
uh, times seven. So um, I think you can look at that list of names that you just talked about, and Rivers can do it too, that uh, Colton Pareko is a guy that's definitely going to be here. You think because of what the Blues have on the left side and how much they like Jane Schwartz, he's going to be there. Robert Thomas is going to be there. Those three guys I think you can look at. And then, of course, uh, after Jordan Bennington, there's not much in the organization. Billy Huso hasn't played a game. Those other guys are 20, 22 years old and, and still have a ways uh, until they're NHL ready. So Bennington's another guy that you're going to have to factor in. And let's not forget that the cap isn't going to be going right. up probably the next couple of years. So, BK, uh, good points here. Uh, the Blues likely to lose one or two of these names that we're talking about. Hence, my 23-24 <laughs> lineup won't look anything like it does on the website today. <laughs> so if I'm sitting here and I want to throw one more wrench into everything, JR, because that's kind of where we're headed here. That's what you do, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> what I do. Uh, there's a guy named Ryan O'Reilly that his contract's going to come up at the exact same time as Colton Pareko. Uh, and you have Jaden Schwartz that you mentioned the team would like to keep. You have Braden Shan on a long-term deal, Tory Krug on a long-term deal. As it sits right now, Justin Falk on a long, long-term deal. How do we see this thing playing out? Because as it sits, Doug Armstrong traded for a no-move, heavy signing bonus contract, and he said, look, I was handed that contract. But do you really think Ryan O'Reilly is going to give that back to the organization after getting it? And if there's a problem there, what do you do with Colton Pareko? How are they going to stick handle their way through this? Yeah, it's three more years of O'Reilly and Tarasenko, and obviously we'll save Tarasenko for another day because he's got the injury history that he's going to have to come back from. Uh, but Ryan O'Reilly, look, he's going to be early 30s, uh, you know, approaching mid-30s, uh, still a young guy who you would think would be able to produce. So um, is he going to be looking for a large contract? We don't know. You know, this has been a team-friendly one that the Blues inherited from Buffalo, $7.5 million for a guy who's a – Con Smythe winner has just been incredible. So I don't know what kind of money he's going to be looking for, but but I believe that uh, once they get to that year, you're talking three more seasons of these guys, uh, Ryan O'Reilly and Tarasenko both do. We're just going to have to know where they are health-wise and where they are producing and then also where the cap is. But, uh, you know, Doug Armstrong, when it gets to that point, a couple really tough decisions because those are the big uh, poster boys of this uh, franchise right now. He's Jeremy Rutherford. Find his work over at The Athletic. That's where you find his fantastic piece kind of looking towards the future with 2023-2024. JR, we always appreciate the time, man. We look forward to talking with you again next week. Thanks, guys. Absolutely.